Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook with Inside Texas, and I am joined by Justin Wells. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the Texas quarterback situation, uh, talk a little bit about recruiting, where Justin and I will both be making Friday night trips, and then go down memory lane, an East Texas memory lane, a, a piney, piney, pine tree, uh, you know, surrounded memory lane to talk about Jeff Trailer and the Gilmer Buckeyes and the UTSA Roadrunners. So uh, make sure you like this video, subscribe to On Texas Football, and of course, go to InsideTexas.com. We have a $1 for one month deal going on right now. You won't get anything better when it comes to covering Texas football, not just these videos, but Inside Scoop, Fridays in the Humidor, and recruiting coverage from the whole Inside Texas staff. So uh, Justin, how are, how are things in the place where Jeff Trailer used to trod. Uh, you know, in this area, there's a little bit of excitement. Jeff Trailer gets to play the, the flagship program in, in the state of Texas in UT, a place where he used to coach, a place where he sent many, many recruits. And now uh, he gets to go in uh, on this Saturday with his UTSA bunch. Um, not as strong as last year. I think this, I think if this game happened last year, this would be a drastically different story. But he's coming in with a with a bunch of young, hungry kids, and you know they have nothing but but a chip on their shoulders and 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 all the pressure on UT. So they're just trying to make it a game and stay in it in the fourth quarter. So, but there's a little buzz around here in East Texas because uh, Jeff Trailers getting head head to Austin on Saturday, and um, there's a lot of people excited about that. Yeah, I bet there'll be some uh, some people from the Tyler Morning Telegraph in the press box. But before we talk about trailer, we got to talk about the Longhorns. Uh, of course, quarterback situation for Texas is is a little different than it was this time last week uh, when Quinn Ewers was the clear number one guy. Suffers a you know what is it SC joint injury that we at Inside Texas have reported through Jerry Hamilton and other other Inside Texas staffers. We expect it to be a couple of games. Um, everybody with eyes saw Charles, or excuse me, saw Hudson Card hobbling due to some ankle problems. Um, we're recording this before Steve Sarkeesian uh, provides his Thursday update over Zoom. Um, it's you know it, it's probably leaning a certain way, but you know no matter who starts at quarterback, there's still a chance that Charles Wright uh, sees some action this Saturday. And I think you know we're very familiar with Hudson Card between. You know, I, we went and saw him at Lake Travis, saw his playoff run. Uh, we saw him last year and we've seen him this year. Charles Wright's a little bit more of an unknown. So I just wanted to uh, get a little insight from you. I have some insight after talking to his offensive coordinator, who's now a head coach at a, a different high school program here in Central Texas, just about who Charles Wright is. And I think we can go back to, uh, it's interesting, Quinn Ewers is intertwined with this story um, Charles Wright is at Texas uh, because Quinn Ewers originally decided not to go to Texas. Mike Yersich and Tom Herman needed a quarterback in that 2021 class. Um, uh, of, of course, after Quinn Ewers joined in, uh, Jalen Milrow decommitted. Eventually, Quinn Ewers decommitted, and it left them kind of – I may be getting some of the events off a little bit, but there was a point during the 2020 season when Texas needed a quarterback in the 2021 class. Uh, and they had to, all they did was look right down the road uh, to see Austin High uh, quarterback Charles Wright. And uh, they made an offer to the lifetime Longhorn, who, though committed to Iowa State, pretty much made the decision in, in short order. And uh, 
traded his uh, Austin High maroon uh, for burnt orange very quickly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, the first thing you need to know about Charles Wright, outside of the fact that he's a you know born and raised Austin kid, loves Texas. This is his dream to to run out of the field and and be the quarterback for the University of Texas. You know that that's a big deal. So you're going to see some motivation there. But ultimately, I like it because. Of, of the Matt Campbell evaluation. You know, he's got some de facto uh, Brock Purdy to his game. And I think when you look at Matt Campbell's evaluations at quarterback, that that was a good one. That was a, a good a good early get for those guys. And, of course, Texas came in, swooped in, and, and gave the kid his lifetime dream, gave him the offer. Um, for the first few game, uh, practices this week, heading up into this morning, Charles Wright's been running with the ones. He's been taking the majority of the reps. Uh, with, with the first team. Uh, Hudson Card is still out there. He's out there practicing. He's going through the motions. He's he's kind of still ginger. He, he's You can definitely tell there's a little hitch in his giddy up. But I believe what Sark and, and Coach Milwee are doing is they're preparing two guys. They are trying to make sure they can get Hudson Card as healthy as possible for, to, for them to make a decision this evening or, or, or tomorrow after practice. They want to also make sure Charles Wright is ready. And, and the thing that I think should comfort Texas fans, what we saw in the first quarter and for the majority of the game from, from Sark and from Quinn Ewers was an incredible game plan in the way he scripted out the plays, series to series, quarter to quarter. I think you'll see him do the exact same thing for Charles Wright. He can tailor this offense to what Charles is really good at, the short game, making good decisions, a kind of a management role. He knows exactly what he's good at, Joe. He's not going to try to play above himself. And then if you do get Hudson Card, how healthy is he going to be? Because I've said this a bunch of times, Card really has a, got a bad rap with Texas fans in his first season at playing quarterback. It was almost as if no one in their first year can make a few mistakes and, and, and you know, show some, some jitters. But he did, and he got better. We knew he got better over the offseason. We knew that it was a nice battle with Quinn Ewers through the spring and into fall camp. And I think Card kind of proved to not only the staff, but some of the players and himself in that second half against Alabama, even with a busted ankle, this is a guy that can contribute and play and play winning football. And so it's, it's not the end of the world, so to speak. You know, Paul Waddlington and I were talking about it last night when – we saw what Quinn did in the first quarter, then he goes out. I compared it to Santa Claus coming late, late on Christmas Eve. And you see the boots come down the chimney, and you're thinking, oh, man, it's about to get real. And you got the cookies, you got the milk, you know, you, you're ready to mix it up. And then he jumps right back up the chimney and takes off. And you wonder, what the hell just happened? That's kind of how I think Texas fans felt with Quinn Ewers. You saw a dose of incredible play of what we thought we would see. Now – Texas has to pivot. And that's the beauty of this team too, Joe. You've noticed it over the first few games. They like each other. They are playing for each other. They're smarter this year. 
They've got more weapons on offense, and they're doing more things with a bigger offensive line. They're playing incredible ball on the side on the defensive side of the ball. And so at the end of the day, it's who gives you the best chance to beat UTSA and possibly get you prepared for Texas Tech in Big 12 play down the road. And so right now, I, I think the coaches don't know. They're trying to figure that out. And uh, we'll have an answer, though, in the next, I feel like, 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Again, we're recording this on Thursday morning. So, uh, you know, Steve Sarkeesian should give some insight to it right after we're done recording this. Uh, you know, it, it could be Hudson Card, could be Charles Wright, but just going over Charles Wright just in case he does see a lot of snaps. And um, I think one thing that uh, if you go back and watch Charles Wright's film at Austin High, and um, this is something we've reiterated a lot, Austin High compared to Westlake, uh, compared to Lake Travis, compared to even LBJ, um, it is not the talent-rich Central Texas program that those three are. Austin High, I don't think they've won a playoff game in a long time, and Charles Wright getting them to the playoffs was, was a, a feat in its own right. The other thing is, if you go back and watch his film, there are a lot of deep throws, a lot of deep throws, and uh, he doesn't make it look as effortless as Quinn Ewers nor Hudson Card, for that matter, but talking to his high school offensive coordinator, Aaron Vanacek, uh, or Vanacek could be either. Um, he can hit those throws and he had a lot of faith in Charles at Austin high uh, in throwing those deep routes. So, um, you know, I remember I'll even own this during the lead up to the Alabama game and even the ULM game. I said a lot about can Quinn Ewers do the mundane. We know he does the spectacular. Can he do the mundane? And that box was checked. I it, to make it seem like I shouldn't have even been worrying about it. We know Hudson Card can do the mundane if he has time in the pocket. That's been an area he struggles. We got to see Charles Wright do the mundane uh, if he's the one on the field uh, this weekend. Um, and you know who knows? You could see both out there. Uh, but we're gonna wait on see what Steve Sarkeesian says, and uh, hopefully, you know it's it's good news all around. You and one I are quick, both. Go ahead. One quick note on Charles Wright. I'm sure you, I'm sure his coach mentioned this too. Bobby and I kind of had a little fun with it the other night on YouTube. He throws one of the tightest spirals I've ever seen, and we got a back and forth about best deep balls. I said, No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spirals. I said it's similar to baseball with a spin rate. If you go back and watch his clips in high school, that thing is turning at an insane rate. And so this kid throws one of the tightest spirals I've seen in years. And, I, I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how all this um, formulates on Saturday. By the time we watch this, we'll probably know if it's 1 or 14. Who knows? Could be questionable. Could be day-to-day, -day, uh, as Steve Sarkeesian likes to say. But <laughs> some good, good background on the uh, uh, quarterback situation. Evergreen background on the quarterback situation. But now you and I are going to be hitting the recruiting trail uh, this Friday night. Uh, you are, of course, going to a East Texas football game. Uh, this is one that this is a big rivalry, if I remember right, between I, I don't know if it's always been a rivalry just because of the two schools always. matching up or they just end up playing each other in both three in East Texas. But Longview Lobos, Lufkin Panthers, uh, this one's in Lufkin, right, this weekend. Uh, yes. Big East Texas matchup. One 6A. Is Lufkin 5A or 6A these days? Big, big five. Big 5A, but still a lot of talent on the field. Both have put a lot of D1 players at the next level. And uh, there's one D1 player who's been a, what, four-year starter for Longview who you're going to check out. 
Yeah, we, we've, we've been keeping up a lot with one of the top uncommitted prospects on the on three recruiting rankings for 2023. And that's uh, Longview wide receiver, Jalen Hale. Uh, he's got a big decision, Joe, a week from, to, from yesterday. Uh, he's he's going to, you know, we're, we're six days out from him announcing his future college destina destination. He's going to be heading to Texas A&M this weekend for his official visit. And so we're going to, Inside Texas is going to be there. Bobby Burton and I will do a live shot uh, sometime throughout the game to, to, to give you some updates and kind of see where we're, you know, what's going on. Um, yeah, Longview and Lufkin used to be in the same district for years. And they were basically two of the biggest, meanest, just, just scrappiest programs. And usually some of the talent, I mean, you, you would have a laundry list of kids that have come from both those schools that made a career on Sundays. So it's always a good game. Lufkin's been down a little bit. They're coming back up. They got a 2024 tailback, Kedron Young, who's picking up D1 offers. They got a 2024 safety, Isaiah Menifee, who's kind of rattling heads in the background. So this ought to be a good game. Plus, they're both 3-0. So there's a little bit of buildup going into it. But the main reason Inside Texas will be on the scene is for Jalen Hill. And to get the latest from him, I'll catch up with his family. I'll catch up with his coaching staff. Obviously, I'll talk to Jalen. I'll get to see Taylor Tatum, 2024 tailback, that's starting to get some attention from Texas now. OU, Oregon, Texas A&M have all offered. Taylor Tatum hit me up late, late last Friday and said, I got invited to the Texas game. Uh, I, I'm going to be there. And, and so maybe there's a little bit brewing with that recruitment as well. So a lot to cover on that end. And it's going to be fun. Uh, these two teams play hard. They play mean. They have true mud dogs. They just get in the dirt and, and just throw hands. And that's that good old-fashioned kind of high school football game you always want to see. But on the other hand, you get to head down, down uh, up 35 to go see a, a school in Temple who always puts out D1 prospects. And then you get to see him play one of the best programs in the state this year in Arlington Martin in one of the top uncommitted defensive backs in the country in JV and Toviano. So I, usually I, I feel like I get the better hand on you on Friday nights, but now I, I think you may top me on this Friday. So tell me, tell me about what you're going to see and what you're looking for. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. It's a funny thing about Temple. A, it's an <laughs> east-west stadium. Very, very peculiar. Uh, so if you're going up 35, you're looking at the west end zone. B, my last high school game was at Temple High School. St. Thomas fell, unfortunately, in the state semis in 2011 to Fort Worth, Nolan Catholic. But I think we got revenge-ish this past weekend. But I've been there a ton. I have been there <laughs> for Jared Wiley. I've been there for Taquan Graham. I've been there for, I mean, I'm trying to think. Davion Curtis, maybe? Davion Curtis, even. we saw. Our, I saw our buddy EJ Hall in there one time. Um, I have been to Temple a lot within the past 10 years. Um, and I get to go back again because like you mentioned, Arlington Martin, who always seems to play a very robust uh, uh, non-district schedule. They began the year with Lake Travis on national TV. Um, they, you know, both these teams, Temple and uh, Arlington Martin are entering at two and one. 
Uh, we're going to see a great matchup. We'll see the blue front, white back, some of the best high school uniforms in Michael Harrison Pilot uh, playing wide receiver for the Wildcats. JV, I, I can't wait to see Javian Toviano, uh, defensive back for Arlington Martin, go up against him. Um, Javian Toviano has one of the most cryptic, I guess that's the right word, cryptic recruitments we can remember in recent memory and, and more power to him. You know, he doesn't have to air everything out. We want everything. It's easier right. for us, but he can go through his own process. But still, what that means is you never know what college he's visiting or really what he's thinking until he goes somewhere. Um, so I'm going up to Arlington Martin to see not just him play against a top flight wide receiver in, in high school football in Texas, like Michael Harrison pilot, uh, but to try and figure out where he's going this weekend. That's a, uh, a recruitment where Texas is probably batting, battling the likes of A&M, LSU, uh, even Oklahoma for Toviano's services. Um, Martin's got a few Longhorns on the roster currently in Travell Johnson and Maurice Blackwell. Um, I don't know if I've seen either get a whole lot of snaps so far this year, but still, those are two guys who are in uh, Martin or are in Toviano's ear in addition to guys like Malik Muhammad over in South Oak Cliff. Uh, as far as Harrison Pilot goes, it's it's been the, the same teams kind of contending for his services for most of the time. You've got uh, out West, Cal, uh, U of H, uh, Texas, and then I think TCU is the other one that's kind of yeah. there. Um, and it's it's interesting. We're going to see the two wide receivers that Texas wants in this class, but they may not have room for both. They could have room for both. Uh, but they may not have room for both. So uh, real interested to see how that goes. Of course, there's some talent uh, elsewhere uh, in the class. Uh, Temple has Torian York, who's committed to Baylor, good linebacker. Uh, they always seem to get grab a guy uh, from Temple to go play defense for the Bears. Uh, there's a couple guys uh, in the on-three consensus uh, rankings from Arlington Martin, like Sergio Snyder and Makai Sina. Uh, so it's not just a two-on-two one-on-one -on -one thing there's some good talent all over this the both these teams and should be a lot of fun to to check them out on on friday night you i'll tell you the guy you're gonna like is a kid named josiah martin he's running back for for arlington martin in his first year there uh first year starting you're gonna enjoy him in the first three games he has been at or three maybe four games he's been tremendous that that's a guy because toviano used to kind of be the the, the oil that moves the engine on the offense as well, not just defense. This is, was a two-way player for the longest time. Josiah has been able to kind of take some of that off of his plate, which I think allows uh, Tobiano to be more effective on defense, be fresher for the second half. And so you're going to a great game with a lot of talent. I'm going to a great game with a lot of deep rivalry and roots and some anger towards each other. And so be sure to check out InsideTexas.com because we're going to be covered coast to coast in the state of Texas when it comes to high school football on Friday nights. Yeah, and I even think, you know, Jerry Hamilton's out in Florida. Uh, I think he's probably going to see, what, Peyton Kirkland? Uh, I think that may be his plan. He's It'll seen, be Peyton I don't know Kirkland if he's or Damian Wilson or Cedric Baxter or Jordan Hall. I mean, Jerry Jerry's second home is down there in, in Florida. I feel like he, he has a, a timeshare that he's not actually telling us about, which is crap. But you know what? He'll be on the road as well. And so that's what that's what Inside Texas does. We go east. We go west coast, east coast, central. We, we cover it all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. 
After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Exactly. So looking forward to it. Make sure you check out Inside Texas. And also we'll have some, uh, like you mentioned, you're going to have a live check-in with Bobby Burton. That'll be on this channel. Uh, so make sure you subscribe and uh, have have notifications on so you don't miss a video. But now we get to talk about someone you've known for, for quite a while and someone who you don't get stadiums named after you for no reason. Uh, no matter what city it's in, no matter what state, no matter what country, you don't get stadiums named after you for no reason at all. And there's a there's a stadium not too far from you uh, up in Gilmer that's hmm. called Jeff Trailer Stadium, home of the three-time state champion Gilmer Buckeyes. Um, and Jeff Trailer, who's who was a legend in the high school coaching ranks in East Texas, and he got his start in the college ranks at the University of Texas when Charlie Strong hired him in 2015 or ahead of yeah in 2015 to be his tight ends coach. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he was special teams coordinator. I don't think so. Uh, but if he was, you know, he was an instrumental part of recruiting a lot of East Texas, a lot of players from all over the state. Uh, in Charlie Strong's program uh, there in 15 and 16, jumped to SMU on Chad Morris's staff, then went to Arkansas for that to be on that staff uh, before Chad Morris was let go. And now he's found a home at UTSA where he's led the Roadrunners to a Conference USA championship there in his second year, uh, has built, you know, he's on the, uh, the cover of Dave Campbell's along with Joey <laughs> McGuire. Um, he's, he's, one of the most well-respected coaches in this state uh, and has transformed that UTSA program. And he comes to Austin this Saturday uh, and he spoke a lot about, you know, you, you wrote about this on Inside Texas. He spoke a lot about how he owes a start to his college career to UT. Now, granted, he worked his way up. Uh, he won those state titles at, at Gilmer. He put together a lot of awesome teams and uh, became a legend in that part of the state. But he mentioned how he owes a, a little bit of debt of gratitude to uh, the University of Texas, and he can't wait to bring a, a, a team that definitely plays Jeff Trailer football into Austin uh, this Saturday. Yeah, Jeff Trailer is a fun subject. It's, it's something, you know, at Inside Texas, he's somewhat of a, a polarizing figure uh, on, on both sides of it, you know, just because uh, there, there's so many ties to the state of Texas. You know, it's funny. He got his start, like you said, in 2015 when, when Charlie Strong hired him as the tight end coach slash special teams coach. Um, he wanted it, you know, it, it should be noted. It's funny because uh, he was named the special teams coach in addition to it, I believe in 2016, but he didn't actually handle special teams. Charlie Strong didn't feel like a position coach should handle special teams. And so it was a QA who wind up doing uh, most of the special teams. And so uh, when, when you saw the three missed extra points in Oklahoma state, uh, just understand Jeff trailer had no, he didn't have his fingers on any of that uh, because Charlie didn't feel like it was important enough for a, for a position coach. I digress. It's a, it was a fun interview. Uh, Charlie and Jeff, uh, the met met for dinner and about 10 minutes into the meeting, Charlie says, so you're taking this job, right? You're coming to Austin, right? And Jeff kind of hesitated. He said, coach, I, I just don't know yet. And Charlie basically told him, no, you're taking it. Just go ahead, tell your wife, call call your coaches, let them know ahead of time. I'll, uh, I'll have your contract sent over in a couple of days. You're going to take the job. 
Jeff kind of knew at the end of that dinner he was going to take the job. And so it basically helped him get into this college game. He's been tremendous at UTSA, and it's been for, you know, a bunch of reasons. But mainly, he's a culture builder, Joe. What he may not, what he may lack in schemes and what he may lack in talent on either side of the ball, this guy completely makes up for in get it, in heart, in, in soul, putting everything into it. When people watch UTSA, understand when they go down 21 to nothing, they don't let up. They, they, they keep going. They keep fighting. Jeff's convinced them every play is a moment to prove to your teammates how important they are. Every rep is, is, an, is an opportunity to prove to your coaches how much faith they have in you. He is such a motivating guy, and it's above motivation. It's more of a, these kids just want to run through a wall. He coaches them very hard, Joe, but he loves them harder. He gets emotionally invested in their lives. Every year, he changed jobs, and it wasn't very often. He didn't bounce around in a lot of coaching jobs in high school from, from a head basketball coach at Big Sandy to a DB coach at Jacksonville to the head coach at Gilmer. You know, there wasn't a lot of change because Jeff would literally cry the night before he had to make that decision because he felt like he was letting those guys down. That's why players play so hard for him. That's why they run through walls for him. I'll never forget a practice I covered years ago back when he was still at Gilmer. And I was with uh, right before ETSN had started in the early 2010s. And they were going through special teams at practice. And, the, the you know, the starting kicker did his thing. And here comes the backup kicker. Because with Jeff, you have to have a backup and a contingency and a backup plan at every role at every position at all times. You always have to have a backup plan. Well, the backup kicker missed a few kicks. Jeff was not happy. He then unleashed a tirade on the coaching staff and some of the players to the, to the point where if you can't effing find a backup kicker on this effing team, we're never going to win an effing title. We'll never be what we need to be. What, what the effing problem is. I mean, it was just a sailor sounding session about the backup kicker at a 3A high school. That's how important winning is to Jeff. He's probably the most competitive man I've ever met. And I'll say this, they're going to come into Austin with a lot of chip on their shoulder. We're not, you know, we're not predicted to beat them. It's us against the world. They should have beat Alabama last week. I mean, you heard his press conference on Monday. Jeff Taylor knows how to pander to that audience. He's good at it. And I saw Sark. Absolutely. And I watched a rewind with Sark the other day. And he was so positive about Jeff Trailer and the things that he had brought, you know, to, to college football and what he's done in high school and at UTSA. It was really, a, you saw a strong mutual respect. And so I'll, I'll note one thing about both teams going into this game. They're both sore. Both of these teams are very sore. They both played very physical football games the week before. Uh, UTSA went up to West Point, upset Army up on the, uh, you know, in their stadium and, and they're bumped and bruised coming in because trailer had told me last summer, you don't play army and come out without bumps and bruises. It just doesn't work that way. They're that physical. And then look at Texas. We, we, we know there's a laundry list of, of questionable injuries that are questionable uh, act, you know, to be active and things of that sort, because they they're coming off of a street fight with Alabama. So both these teams are going to come in a little bump, a little bruise. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little rust, in, in, in both of them, but this game matches up well for Texas at, at almost every position, especially on when, when UTSA is on offense. Texas has such a counter 
for what they do well on offense. And, and it basically boils down to Frank Harris. And, and we'll get into that a little bit. But yeah, Jeff Trailer's coming back to Austin. He's excited. He's going to play it up like this is us against the world. And no matter what happens throughout that game, if UTSA goes up, if they go down, this is a group that's going to throw hands for four quarters. That's all they do. That's all those co Jeff co Trailer coach teams do is they fight until the very last whistle. And so Texas needs to be ready for a, for a, for a war, no matter how big or, or small their lead gets. Just be prepared because UTSA has nothing to lose. They understand after this, they jump into conference play just like Texas. So I think you're going to see UTSA throw the best, they're, they're put out their best effort. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Frank Harris and those receivers. I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, you know, if they can pick up chunks or if it's going to be a good game from the Texas defensive backs against a good unit because... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The other thing is this uh, roadrunner offensive line coached by Matt Maddox and also by Will Stein, two guys who worked at Texas. Uh, don't forget about Great Tim guys. Yoder, uh, who was also a, a walk-on running back, who's a grad grad assistant there now at UTSA. But that, uh, that, that offensive line for the roadrunners is hurting, and we saw what that defensive line for Texas did against the Crimson Tide last week. But, no, this is going to be a, a fun one. Um, I think that Texas and UTSA – Kind of an interesting timing right before I think uh, Jeff Trailer signed with with uh, UTSA or just before they went on that awesome run last year. Texas announced basically, you know, every other year it'd be like UTSA, UTEP or Texas State or something like that. And, uh, you know, they're, they're probably wishing they had picked up the Bobcats this year as opposed to uh, the Roadrunners. Uh, but I guess they're feeling lucky that they didn't get them last year too because it would have been a lot different utsa still game but We're having a whole different conversation if this sucker's last year exactly but uh still going to be a great game to see you know the roadrunners come into town not too far they'll probably have a lot of fans there at dkr for a saturday night kick that you know not as much demand for longhorn fans i would guess as the alabama game maybe not one hundred five thousand. uh still should be packed because i think there's a lot more belief in this team now and it's a ranked team uh, after the loss to Alabama, but there should still should be some uh, bright orange and mingled in with the burnt orange. And I wonder if UTSA is bringing their band. So, all right, Justin, <laughs> yeah, had to get that in there. All right, Justin, anything else? Or uh, you ready to see no, uh, no, it's an East I, Texas I, weekend almost. Yeah. I, I think we killed another Thursday morning or when it posts Thursday evening uh, chat between you and I, I want to revisit the line. Before we go, last week, both of us said Texas wouldn't cover. We were wrong. We were wrong. So I'm 0-2. You're 1-1. What's the line on this one? Is it 10.5? I saw 12.5. Let me look real quick to see. Um, that, somewhere around there, it's definitely moved. Uh, it was around two touchdowns, and then it kind of started to move closer to, uh, you know, the 10-point area let me see come on i feel good about if it's in that 10 point range in that 10 12 point range 
You start All talking right. about two touchdowns. UTSA isn't a team that generally gets blown out. So here it is. It is Texas by 12 and a half right now. So still kind of within that two touchdown range. But uh, what are you thinking on that front? Texas is going to cover. I'm going with them. I, I'm over two because both times I said Texas wasn't going to cover. I feel better about this one. And plus, I don't want to go 0 and 3. So I'm going to say Texas covers uh, on this one. What about you? I think they do too. Um, the over-under right now is 60 and a half. I don't know about that. I could see this being like a 31-17 type game uh, just because yeah. we know that the, the Texas offense may not be as explosive uh, exactly. this this go-round with, with the quarterback you know, questions and UTSA just being a good opponent. But I think it'll be a, a – I mean, still end up going Texas's way and uh, – um, you know, I think they cover and maybe I go to two and one, just like the Longhorns. So, <laughs> all right, that's Good. it for me and Justin. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, uh, like this video, uh, get ready for more great content from On Texas Football and uh, make sure you're tuned in late at night on Saturday for when Bobby Burton and Rod Babers uh, discuss the, the game. Uh, nobody in, in the business, I think you and I both respect the way Rod Babers talks about the Longhorns and uh, glad no he's question. a part of this. Um, make sure you subscribe to Inside Texas. Remember, one month for $1 right now uh, for new subscribers only. And uh, thanks again to Justin for joining me. So for Justin, I'm Joe Cook. Thank you for watching On Texas Football, and uh, we'll see you next time.